0: Jesus Man. Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. No. Back in the Marine wanted when-
1: Alright, it's time for another week of N4G Radio. This here is episode 585, and you know what? It's the last episode of the decade. 2019, we're about to hit that magical future year of 2020. That's right. And the show has been here this entire decade. And longer. The aughts. We were here for the aught tens. We were
0: Entirely. here for the we. We were here for the aught sixes.
1: Yeah, yeah, but we weren't there for that whole decade. This decade, we've made it the whole way.
0: It's impressive.
1: Ten years of fucking terrible podcasting.
0: Terrible ass opinions. <laughs>
1: But on this end of the decade show, we have, as you can hear, Das Wombat. Oh, (laughs) yas. And we have Anthony as well. Yas. Paper spray? queen, yes. Um, Yeah, it's, it's it's crazy. A decade is ending.
0: That is a little crazy.
2: Man. It's like it only happens once every 10 years
1: like, Yeah, when you get older
2: You're just happy to make it another
1: You're just happy that you made another decade But I sit back and I think about a lot of the people Didn't get lucky like we did And actually got to see the end of a a full generation You know, the The crossover 99 to 2000 We'll get to see that again.
2: Yeah, that's the that was the first New Year's I actually remember. I mean, yeah, I realized I, I was a kid, but that that that's the first one where I remember. Like, I remember the Y two K fear, which is so weird to think about in hindsight. But all the merchandise and everything of the Y two K bug, like that was the first one that meant something to me. Not just because it was the end of a decade and century and all that stuff but like it was the first new years as well that I recall where there was actual importance to the fact that the year was changing over
1: yeah I mean new years come new years go people you know vow to get to the gym and then in January 10th they stop going
2: those are the best things I look forward to every year is the rage comics from like I think it's reddits are fit where there's always a new one every year, of all the new people that have joined the gym, and it's just it, they're they're hilarious because you've met some of those people before, even if you don't go to the gym. They're they're fantastic little comics. Every year I look forward to that. That's about the only thing.
1: But yeah, it's uh, it's been a great year of video games, and um, hopefully, barring any schedule problems, next week we will be doing our best games of 2019. Which should be a fun show. There's been a hell of a lot of good games this year. Some of them I would forgotten about. Um,
0: Most of I, them I haven't played.
1: That, that's that's another thing. Yeah. Um, but like I've just been kind of going through and looking at what came out in 2019, and sure we remember the stuff like Resident Evil and Death Stranding, but um, there's a few games that I've forgotten about that actually did come out this year. So. That should be fun.
2: I can tell you one game where I have to keep going and checking uh, if it came out this year. Because I'm like, surely that feels like it was two years ago. And that's my least favorite game of the year being Left Alive.
1: Yeah, that was a video game this year. That
2: That was a very bad video game that came out this year. In bad and not in the sense of just like year of the bad video game, Phoenix Down, which was... Which was an experiment that went horribly wrong, and backfired yeah, yeah. on all of us. Um, that was a game where I, I had to, I went in going, there's no way this game is actually going bad. Like there's so much money and, and 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 like quality studios and people behind it. No, oh, that game is very bad.
1: Uh, Square wow. popped out two classics right in a row. That and uh, Quiet Man. Was Quiet Man this year too? That no, was it was. Year. It was end of last year. Right. It was back to back with Left Alive. Oh, Square was on a good run there for a minute, that's, a hot yeah, minute. Those are, hmm,
2: those are bad. Both and and I've played both. Yeah, good for me. High five myself.
1: Oh. Well, is there anything that you've played recently? Yeah, I played week? the
2: Star Wars game. That's really good. That's. I don't know what I could add to that that you've already haven't talked about on this podcast. It's, I don't necessarily love Star Wars like the rest of the internet seems to. Boy, am I tired of Baby Yoda. But I will say that that game is so frickin' good. Wow. Um, yeah, it's really hard not to like that. Even if you're not a fan of Star Wars, I think there's a lot to really like there. Um, I think the only issue I had, and we were talking about this before the show, is just I feel that the dodging is a bit off that that it it's either not enough space between me and the enemy that I'm dodging or there's just so much space that I've now disengaged from combat and I have to kind of run back in um but other than that I think like the abilities I have uh some of the puzzle solving um exploration like all that feels fantastic um, I do understand now though, that of why you'd want to have a warp between the, uh, checkpoints or whatever you want to call whatever Meditation they're called. Meditation spots. Yeah. Man, sometimes I go, wow, I really wish you could warp between those. And I know why they're doing it. It's because they don't want to have a lot of loading screens, but when you die, there's a loading screen, um... And,
1: it's a very and, long loading screen, <laughs>
2: and I, I've run into a few moments in this game which is, t- are fascinating to to say the least. Um, one of them was I had a I had the game like freeze on me with a loading screen at the bottom, um, and that was interesting because it's like it freezed while I was jumping and like running towards something, like it was having to load the section in because I was moving sort of too fast and not how they'd expect me to move through the environment i suppose and the other one is after reloading after death i could basically run up see the see the enemies being moved into place in the game in a t-pose and strike them down before they could attack
1: what are you playing on
2: i'm playing on a standard ps4
1: Yeah, Um, the standard boxes have a lot of issues with this game so I haven't that uh, the 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 one of the loading screen I
2: knew why it was happening um it, like I said it, it just froze the frame and it was like it, it was no more than like 30 seconds of floating it was just so jarring because it hadn't done it up until that point the other one is uh when they're reloading the map um generally they in this particular area, the enemies sort of come in through a doorway, or or rather are hidden by the environment and are always there. Um, but they don't engage you until you hit a certain point going up the staircase on that uh, secondary planet you can visit, optionally. Do you know what I'm talking about, Ken? Dathomir. Yes, thank you. I don't, I'm not going to remember the names. Uh, there's one point where you swing across a rope a rope, and you drop down, there's a meditation point, And then as you're going up the stairs, you kind of get attacked. Um, and then there's two archers and a, a melee fighter. And I died to getting by getting shot or something. And once I reloaded, if I ran up the stairs fast enough, the guys wouldn't be at the top of the stairs already. So I could watch them kind of be dragged into place almost. It was kind of weird. Um, but it's one of the few places where that happens so close to a um, meditation point so um that's that's basically the only game I've talked about that I can have or I played enough of to t- be able to talk about it, so
1: yeah it's surprisingly yeah. being on vacation over the holidays I told myself I was going to play a lot of games and then I didn't play a lot yeah, of games
2: that's kind of the you know you get busy with family stuff and uh in my case work
1: and everything so Yep. Um okay. Uh <laughs> Wombat, do you did you play anything?
0: Uh yeah, so um I played some more uh Sekiro uh as I'm making my way through that game and it so far um I I'm I'm not even even all the way backwards uh to demon souls i'm i'm not a, the biggest fan of the way the from games are structured um in terms of like the way you move through the world and um just the the i don't I don't even know how to describe it like um structure is the only way i can put it I don't, I don't know quite how to describe it. So I'm trying to get my head, head around that and just kind of, Oh, go here and there's a boss and, um, and then go here and there's a boss. But, um, I'm enjoying what I played so far. It's, um, it definitely plays well. Um, I've played a little bit more, um, actually probably through halfway, uh, halfway through the game of, uh, Ace Combat 7, uh, um, uh, that game's really good. It's really really good. Uh and I'm I'm biased obviously cuz I enjoy um air combat stuff, but it's it's really good. And I, I'm surprised how um how much I'm enjoying the story even though it's uh it's pretty anime.
1: It is anime as fuck.
0: But uh but it's good. It's good. I'm uh, I'm liking that a lot. Um I did get Fall in order for Christmas, but um, I haven't actually even booted it up yet. Um, I, my wife and my son are out of town next week, so I'll uh, I'll be diving into that next week.
2: Uh, This Uh,
1: week,
0: sorry.
2: Slight slight warning: it's got a bit of that Dark Souls sort of progression. It
1: definitely does. But the difference with this one is that if it becomes too much,
2: you can change the difficulty. Like I'm going to have.
1: Yeah, you can just dumb the difficulty down and just. Have the difficulty
0: the difficulty doesn't really um isn't really bothering me. I it's um it's more about the fact that um and I'm an open world guy, like I like open world games and I enjoy kind of the freedom to do whatever I want to. The problem I feel like with the from games and Sekiro in, in particular, is I kind of feel a little lost. Like, I'm not quite sure where to go. Um, yeah,
1: there's a lot of open areas that don't necessarily kind of, like, lead you like, where I you're supposed to go.
0: At the very least, like, when, I, when I'm when i playing most open world games, um, I kind of have a sense of, okay, um, this area is this, this area is this. I think maybe I just haven't played the game enough to know the map. Um so I'm getting myself a little turned around and lost. Uh, and there's like a there's an area where, um, I don't know if this is a spoiler or not, where you kind of go back in time. Um, not really. It's like a flashback. Um, yeah.
1: I, know and what I can you're go back about. to
0: that, but I don't know if I need to go back to it. I died in the middle of it. Um,
1: there and, is a boss I, at I, the I, end of it, yeah.
0: Okay. I was going to say I got the tools, even though I died in the middle of it. So I wasn't sure if I needed to go back, but I went back anyway. Um so I don't I don't know. I'm a little bit I'm just a little bit jumbled up on what I'm supposed to do next. So I'm just kind of going somewhere and seeing what happens at this point. It's kind of my my path. Yeah, um, and
1: and uh, and you know, normally that kind of stuff doesn't bother me, but when you're doing it in a game that essentially resets the world every time you die, like it 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 almost um, what's the word I'm looking for? It almost deters you from exploration because you're like I don't want to go there because even if I clear it out, it's just going to be full again if I go back. And I don't yeah, like
0: it. I think in general that's um the it does that, you know, I, I never really thought about it until you mentioned that. That it is it does kind of bother me that um With the exception of the bosses, at least so far in this, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of persistence. Um, Because you're right, if you die or whatever, you you everybody respawns, or if you rest at a campfire or whatever they're called, people respawn. So I never, I had never really thought about that. That adding to my sense of kind of. being lost but it, that might actually have something to do with it as well um, yeah like so, there's,
1: a, there's a lot of times where in a video game like when you get lost if you had a direction and you run into an enemy you know that's the way the game wants you to go yeah because
0: you haven't killed him yet exactly and, right.
1: and when you're in a game like a from game you just once you rest or, or you know do your bonfire or you die you're like well of course the enemy's going to be there because they just fucking respawned
0: right yeah so maybe i it's it's definitely possible that i'm just not um once i play it more uh, i'm probably only i don't know five hours in six hours in um so it's definitely possible once i play it more and start to learn the map more that feeling will go away but right now it's a little bit it's um overwhelming isn't even the word i want to use either but it's like the game is hard um I'm trying to be stealthy and I also don't really know where I'm going. Um, and even if I clear a place out, the guys come back if I die or if I rest. So it's like, it's, um, it's a little bit, I'm still trying to get my feet under me, I guess is the best way for me to play. Yeah. So, um, those
1: games take a lot.
0: Yeah. The, um, I also am, uh, I've, I've been watching, I haven't actually played, I've been watching my son play uh, Luigi's Mansion 3, um, which looks awesome.
1: Yeah, that's a good video uh,
0: game. I'm, I'm, once he beats it, I'm going to start up my own file and uh, finish it myself, because it it looks really good. I love uh, how
1: every floor is like a different theme.
0: Yeah, it's it's they did a great job with this one, and I, I've liked the other games in the series too, so... Um, but I'm, I'm looking forward to cracking that one open once he's done with it. Um, I watched him also play, um, uh, uh, we got him the, the double pack of sword and shield for, uh, Christmas and, uh, he's been playing shield, um, and he's, he's really digging it and it seems like a a good Pokemon game. I've never been uh huge on that. It kind of came after. Uh, I was a little too old, I think, to to get caught up in the Pokemon uh, craze when it first came out. But, um, it uh, it seems like a a pretty good Pokemon game, and um, he's really digging it, and he loves the um like the Dynamax and Gigantamax stuff. Uh, he thinks that's super cool. So, um,
2: I I think some of the uh, designs in the new Pokemon game are fantastic. Uh, even the what? way they re Of the like of the designs of the Pokemon, I think they're fantastic. Um, Fantastic, yeah. Because I mean, they've they've done like the regional stuff before, and I really wasn't a fan of kind of what they were doing or going for with Sun and Moon. Um, And then they did some of the designs in this new game. Like, there's a uh, coral Pokemon, and it's now white, like it's dead coral. Um, like there's just, they've done some really smart reworking, like the Meowth that has a large bushy beard. Uh, And I I don't know, like the fact that the Badger Pokemon um, uh, Lanoon, is that the one? I can't recall, there's too many. Dude, I
1: couldn't tell you a name outside of Pikachu this portal.
2: But they've redesigned it to look like the Badgers that are in, uh, the UK which are black and white rather than like brownish. Um, I, I, I really like the effects that they're going for with this and i mean they seem to have made that game uh like streamlined a bunch of stuff uh so it's fun for kids which is the main audience at the end of the day yeah but i mean it's one of those like i go i'm not gonna like this game if you buy it but you like the visuals and the presentation and everything make me want to play it still yeah yeah so
1: i can't help but think of the ernest goes to camp when you talk about a badger <laughs>
0: Never. I can't help but think of badger, 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 badger. badger, badger That's badger, exactly uh, where my
1: th- th- see, th- see, th- see th- my, my brain goes to. You never ever say this to a badger. <laughs> um,
0: and then he also got um, uh Zelda uh as well. Which for, one? Uh, huh?
1: The uh, Link's oh, Awakening. Oh.
0: Link's Awakening? Yeah, Link's Awakening. Come okay,
1: on.
0: okay, cool. Um, so we're gonna uh I told him he's not allowed to play that without me. So we're gonna we're gonna play through that together. It's a good um,
1: game. Uh you will remember it's obscurity.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. Um but uh but yeah, I'm ex- I'm excited to play play that as well. And then um other than that, um not not a whole lot else. I did um I picked up I finally picked up, even though I should have probably picked it up a long time ago, I finally picked up the um uh the remastered version of Skyrim because it was thirteen bucks on PlayStation Network this week. So mm. um I've been wanting to to go back to that for a while. So I might dabble in that at some point this year as well. And then um yeah, other than that, I'll, i plan on cracking open uh Jedi next week or this week and um getting through as much of that as i can over a couple days um and that um that i think is pretty much it i did um i played like 15 minutes of morrowind yesterday um (laughs) because i got a um i got a ssd for my laptop and i wanted to test out the load times and stuff. You wanted such.
1: to test it on a very new and current video game.
0: Yeah, right. Well, it was the only <laughs> game I had on my laptop, so I didn't really... The, that laptop's not really for gaming, but I had Morrowind on there anyway, so I thought I'd test out the load times on it, so... Um, but yeah, other than that, that's, uh, that's pretty much it.
1: Well, I would like to tell you that I played a lot of the stuff I promised myself I would play over Christmas break, and I didn't. Nice. Although I did I did go back and finish a game that has been sitting on my backlog for a very long time. Um uh when it came out I, I played through the Batman Telltale game, the the first one. And I really enjoyed it. And I started the second one and I never finished it. But uh they recently released a Patch that not only fixed all the technical issues in that, but also added what they call a shadow mode. Um which basically makes the entire game black and white, except for the primary color. So characters like Harley Quinn, you could see the red, and, and characters like the Joker, you could see his green hair, but everything else was black and white. It's a really cool effect uh, that really makes that kind of art style stand out.
0: That seems pretty cool.
1: Yeah. It sucks that it's $5. It's <laughs> paid for it. Just but, that
0: DLC is $5? Yeah,
1: just that kind of, you know. Effect? Yeah, it's $5. And Wow. I was like you know if it here was my thought process if i spend the five dollars on the dlc it'll force me to play the game because i feel like i i spent some money so i gotta go play it and it did i finished it um it was nice not having that thing hitch up and slow down every time you do an action sequence or or make a choice like most telltale games so it's good to see that the company that took over that kind of went back and fixed it and I like the way that story played out. I thought it was interesting. It's a new take kind of on the Batman lore and I enjoyed it. It was it was fun to to finally finish up that story. Um I also I downloaded they put Tabs Totally Accurate Battle Simulator on Game Pass. So I downloaded that. That is a weird thing. I don't I don't even know how to describe it. It's kind of like it's kind of like playing with GI Joes. You kind of set up two armies, one on each side, and then you tell them to go, and it's just like this weird physics-based fighting that happens. And there's like people flying all over the place. Um, it I've doesn't ha- ever
2: watched videos of it, and it reminds me of um, like when Machinima still existed. There was one where they would just pit. Like, oh, here's a dragon from Skyrim, and then we've loaded in uh God, sorry, I'm forgetting Skyrim enemies, like like the lowest of the low Skyrim enemies, but they'd load in a thousand of them and just yeah. have them battle to see who would win and
1: so this a, thing I is still
2: that, but a video game so,
1: so this so... thing is still in game preview, and I was just curious what would happen if I just mashed the button. And put like literally a thousand enemies on screen. Don't do that. Huh. It, it, it's a slideshow. <laughs> the game. Just almost kind of stops. But it it seems like it might be neat. To, to toy around with. And the fact that it's on game. It's another example of what we talked about before the show. Just game pass is just so good. Uh, of just having things to play. And like, you can just download it and play it. And it, do- it doesn't matter if you play it for five minutes or five hours. You know, it's just, it's nice. Um, I also picked up, a, I picked up some stuff in the sale. I picked up the Darksiders 3 DLC, but I haven't had a chance to really kind of dig into it. Um, I picked up the Jurassic Park, the Return to Jurassic Park. Uh, Since Jurassic World Evolution was free this month, they uh, put the, the DLC out for Jurassic Park, which has the voice actors from the original movie, and it lets you go back to the island after all the shit happened, and kind of try to fix it, which I think is a cool premise. Um, I picked up Super Monkey Ball, because it was on sale. That's some Super Monkey Ball.
2: Yeah, it's not the best of them, but it's there.
1: I mean, it's been a long time since I played Monkey Ball. Yeah. So,
2: I, it I thought, just It's not. still the weird one out of the group of Monkey Ball games.
1: It is. I'm okay oh, with I,
2: it. I'd I, I rather see a Monkey Ball game than just have none.
1: But... Also, since it was in Game Pass, I downloaded the Goose game.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I watched my son play that. I haven't played it yet.
1: I. That is not for me. <laughs> I, I just I don't understand. <clears throat> the, like, I, I guess I don't. It's not fun for me. Like you just, you just are tasked with dumb shit to do, and I just I don't really find it all that compelling to do said dumb shit. I don't know. Did I- not did not grab me
2: a big part of that game that turns me off is the music i, I do not like the music in that game it, it's just it's the piano music is not fun for me
1: yeah, i i don't know it just didn't do anything for me and then um the last thing i picked up was uh <laughs> boy the street fighter street fighter 5 so that's the thing like how many pissed off people are there that that version that they just put out, what is it, the the champion edition, I think is what it's called? Hold on. I'm gonna sneeze. Sorry. <laughs> I could feel it coming and I couldn't stop it. Um so they put out that champion edition, it's like twenty five dollars, right? And it has everything. And when I say everything, I mean you remember every time they put out like a costume pack and it was like $6 a costume or like $18 for the pack of costumes. Like every single one of those packs is in that $25 download. So like $400 that people probably spend on those costumes. You can now get for 25 bucks. So I bought that and now I have every costume, every character, every stage. It's like wow.
0: Did they um did they add in the the grass stage from Alpha 2 to that game?
1: I believe so. Yes, I believe it's in there. Nice. I haven't had a chance to to go back and look at every stage, but I did boot it up and play a couple rounds and like literally that $25 add-on gives you everything outside of the the only thing it doesn't give you is like the special stages for the events.
0: Does does that include the game or do you have to have the game?
1: I think you have to have the game. I think you can buy it with that champion edition for like 40 bucks. Gotcha. But if you have the game, you can buy that pack for 25. So, which completely killed all the grinding I needed to do for fight money to unlock stages and costumes and just it just gave me everything and then I guess when is it Seth is the last character? I think it includes that as well. Gotcha. So, I mean, it's hard not to buy that for twenty five dollars just to get everything I hadn't gotten already. Um, but it still hasn't convinced me to play a bunch of Street Fighter Five. I don't know. Game's fine. I think that's it. I mean, I started a bunch of stuff. Like I told myself I was going to play Outer Worlds, and I booted that up and I played for about an hour. I told myself I was going to play A Plague Tale, and I didn't even boot it up. I told myself I was going to play some Pokemon, and I booted it up and played it again, maybe for an hour. It's just, those are games I really need to get back and play, and I just. I, I just played a bunch of Overwatch. <laughs> I mean, I played a lot of Overwatch. I almost feel like that game is ruining other games for me because it's like I'll sit down and I'll think about what I want to play and I'll just go through my list and I'll be like, well, I don't really want to start this 30-hour game. I don't want to pick back up this 30-hour game. I can just play Overwatch and if I play for 10 minutes or 2 hours, I get the same status. It's, It's a hard thing. But, I mean, Overwatch is my game of the decade. I'm just going to say that right now. (laughs) I know a lot of people have a lot of different games they love, but I can't tell you a game that I've put more time into or spent as much into as that stupid game. And we might get a sequel this year. That makes me excited. Maybe Overwatch 2 will be my most played game of the next decade. Probably um, so. It probably will. It's stupid that I still can play that game as much as I play it. We talked about this before the show, but there are there's nothing coming out this week. Like nothing. It's crazy. I don't I don't remember a time when there weren't games coming out. So, um. News. There's no real news either. People are still talking about Resident Evil and Xbox Series X. I started The Witcher.
2: Hey, me too. I need to start that. Still, Drew's apparently already plowed through it.
0: Yeah, we yeah. made it through. We've made it through three episodes so far.
1: So, I really feel like like I get it part of the way through the episode, but they really kind of need to telegraph the time change.
0: Yeah. So I told Alex, they, what they did, um, is how many episodes have you made it through?
1: I'm on episode seven. I've made it through six of them.
0: Oh, okay. So episode three, and again, I don't, some of this is because I've read the books. So, and but some of the stuff that they're showing in the show isn't even in the books um but um in episode three, they make it if you've if you've caught who the characters are through the first two episodes,
1: which can be tough it, if you don't know anything about it for sure
0: yes, but the in episode three, they make it pretty clear where all the timelines are um because they start talking about people you've already met but their current versions
1: yeah um, it's
0: and you know like you you meet some people that are even in that current episode as adults you meet them as children in one of the other sections so it i I get it if you um if you haven't caught who characters are or what their names are it I can imagine it being very confusing from a timeline perspective. I wish they'd have done the show the way they did the books, but I understand why they didn't because they didn't want, uh, they didn't want to wait until the, the end of the season to introduce like Jennifer and Siri and some of the other main characters.
1: Yeah, that it's, it's one of those things where you spend, and, and it's not, that you can't pick up on it. It's that you spend the first, like, five minutes of a scene going, okay, um, is this before or after the last scene? Yeah. And, like, there were parts in that show where they were going back and forth like it was happening at the same time, but in fact it was probably, like, 30 years apart.
0: Yeah, that's, they... I wish they had done a better job of just explaining. Like, I think really all they would have need to explain is that at least at the beginning, uh, Siri, Yen, and Geralt are all on different timelines. They're showing each character is on a different timeline from the other ones.
1: Yeah, and then like um, later, there's an episode later where I mean, obviously Geralt and Unifer are in the same scene. Yeah. And they reference one thing that has happened and one thing that we didn't even see. And that's when I realized, like, oh, this is later. Okay. <laughs> like it didn't even it didn't even like it like attach to me. And it was really when people started talking about how Geralt's supposed to find Siri, of when I really started to wrap my head around when the timeline was happening.
0: Yeah. It's um again, they they kind of because they didn't wanna uh because they didn't wanna wait to introduce those other characters, they kind of screwed themselves on the timeline because the those characters in the books don't meet up um like in the books um the the story is told basically um In The Last Wish, at least, the first short story collection. um, The story is told via flashback. Um, Geralt is recovering from injuries in a temple, and he keeps flashing back to other stories. Um, He's he's recovering from the injuries he sustains in episode three of the show. Um, And so throughout basically the entire first short story collection, that's what he's doing. He's flashing back. And I think if they had had kind of made it clear that it was a flashback, um, it would have made everyone's life easier.
1: Yeah, um, it, it's hard but to I, follow. I feel like
0: they were trying to get artistic with the way they did the timelines. And you know, in the books, it doesn't really come up as much in the games. It does a little bit, but in the books, um, the books, one of the major sort of themes of the book involves uh time travel not time travel but sort of playing with time a little bit Mm. and so i wonder if they didn't weren't trying to kind of incorporate that um but they did not do so successfully
1: yeah i just feel like there should have been some kind of i don't even know some kind of telegraph saying hey, and you get it, but it takes a few minutes of dialogue before you're like, oh, okay, okay. Okay. And it's, you know, they've got those Game of Thrones names. Yeah. So you're like, oh, so is that this? Is it... Oh, yeah. Like, it took me two scenes to figure out who the, the queen was, because they did one in the past and then one in the future. I'm like, oh, that's her. Okay. Okay. I got it. I got it. I'm following now. <laughs> But yeah, it it takes a, it's like very cerebral of like, I need to think very hard about what is going on. Yeah. And I just, I feel like they could have done it a little better so that you could enjoy it on a first view, but like your second view of it, you would, you would totally just know what's happening.
0: It's my sister-in-law's watching it as well. She's never read the books, never played the games, never even knew about it until it became a Netflix thing. And she's actually going back now to watch it a second time because of, she didn't pick up on the timeline thing until after they make it more explicit.
1: Yeah. Like the first episode, they don't even kind of show it.
0: They don't even hint at it. Yeah. No. They don't even hint that it's a different timeline. Um, again, the the only hint you get that it's a different timeline from my watch so far is in episode three where they, I mean, to me though. And again, I know it's because I have familiarity with the characters, but, um, I don't see how, anyone could watch episode three and not at least pick up on the fact that Yen and Geralt are in different timelines because the, the, the scene near the end of the episode that Yennefer's in, they straight out show you, Hey, remember this character that Geralt was just talking to? This is that person as a kid. Like they straight out, just show it to you. Um, the The series stuff gets a little you would have to have remembered her grandmother's name um to pick up on because they they straight out tell you in that episode where she's at in the timeline too because they straight out say um that her her grandmother is the princess, not the queen um but again if you didn't if you didn't remember her name, you wouldn't pick up on that easily.
1: Yeah, and, and you're right. I,
0: They've got some Game of Thrones ass names. So,
1: yeah, like I still don't know most of. Like, Geralt is is easy, and, and that's right. because I've played the games. And and you right. know, I know Yennefer, and and wow, Triss isn't uh, in it a lot so far. Yeah, was... I
0: mean, it's 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 the same. She she's not in the books a lot at this point either. Um, so it's it's not that's not too much different.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I like the show, but I'll be real honest. I like the show a lot when it's Geralt hunting monsters. Sure. Like, that's the best part of the show. Like, a lot of the rest of the stuff, like, I'm not interested in Siri at all, even after six episodes. And and maybe it's because I know what she is, and that's kind of the mystery.
0: Yeah, that, I think that takes something out of it. Um, yeah. Her, her big stuff, um, I don't, again, I'm only on episode three, so I don't know how deep they get into the, um, series uh, from the, I, like, I don't know how deep into the novel series they get and how much of it is just short story. Um, uh, but series big sort of coming out as a major character really is in the novels. Um, and even then it's like three novels in. So, um, I I imagine there will be a lot if they if they are blessed with enough seasons to get through the novel series there will be a lot of people who really like Siri by the end just cuz of the way her character progresses um but at the same time like she she doesn't um there's not as much for her in the short stories as there is in the novels
1: Yeah I I wish there was more of the very first scene, like they Where he's some, fighting
0: the the Kikimora.
1: Yeah, like that scene like sets it up. Like, all right, this is gonna be good. And then, like, yeah, there's did, not a lot. More they did of an for excellent
0: job of translating the fight against the. Um, well, I won't spoil the the, the third episode.
1: Oh uh, yeah, the in the castle, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's a good they, one too.
0: They did an absolute incredible job of translating that fight to the screen. Um and to be fair, they had some help because CD Project Red also trans uh uh translated that fight to the screen in the intro to the very first Witcher game. Um so they they kind of had a a screen screen test, but um uh they did a great job that fight is one of the more brutal ones and it actually that's actually the first short story in the book um after a very brief introduction so um it's one of the more important stories in the book so i was glad they did a good job of making it look good
1: my favorite part of that is when he's like shit He's like what i gotta fight it till dawn
0: yeah (laughs) yeah
1: that was, that was a good, that was good. I like yeah. that. There's a, my there's another my cool favorite
0: one. part of that was when um, something happens and he just goes,
1: fuck. Yeah, the, he says that a lot and it's hilarious. <laughs> uh, I, I will really say,
0: good... so I will say that um, he has done a tremendous job with Geralt.
1: Yeah, he's good. Like
0: He nails that character. I was very nervous, and uh, he has done a tremendous job. I'm I'm very impressed.
1: There's another good one of those in episode six. That's the one I just watched last night. Okay. Yeah, um, we're
0: gonna my my wife and I have been watching it, but we have to watch it obviously when my son's not around. So.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, some <laughs> um, – there's some stuff in there that uh, yeah, children. It's not pretty doing. aggressive. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I mean, um,
0: which I and I kind of I kind of prepped my wife that hey this is as much as it is a you know yeah it's got some a little bit of game of thrones and stuff to it but at the end of the day this is a story about a guy who hunts monsters for a living so it's going to have some horror in it
1: well um, I'm going to warn you right now <clears throat> I can't remember if it's 4 or 5 but one of those episodes there's a whole lot of fucking going on <laughs> I mean, a lot. That's
0: not a surprise to me. And it's
1: all in one scene.
0: Okay.
1: We're talking like 50 people (laughs) at the same time. And it's one of those moments where if my wife had been watching it with me, I would have been like uncomfortable. (laughs) Because you're just like, why is this? Are we watching porn?
0: Yeah. (laughs) How much of this fucking is necessary?
1: Uh, Yeah, like I didn't really need all of this yeah I was still disturbed by i don't I don't know if it's been i think it's in the first three episodes the one where she conjures the audience yeah I was like that's fucked up yeah that's fucked I don't like that that's fucked up
0: yeah i'm I'm really curious um what i'm what I'm most curious to see at the end of it is how people who have only experienced the series through the games how their perception of the characters changes. Um, Cause there's, um, there's a lot of character development for Yen specifically.
1: Yeah. I didn't know that, about all that stuff. Before. Yeah.
0: So, and, and that, that stuff's most of that stuff's not even in the books. Um, it's just, it's alluded to, you, you know that it happened because Geralt knows that it happened but um, they're not as explicit in, as they are in the show at what exactly
1: that happened. Sequen, uh, have you seen that yet, where they actually do the fix? Yes. That's a yeah. fucked up sequence.
0: Yes, the whole thing is fucked up, yeah.
1: I mean, I was just like, wow.
0: That's fucked up. They have not pulled any punches, so I will say that. I will give No,
1: it no, they have not. Holy shit. But yeah, I got two more episodes. I guess it's already been picked up for season two.
0: It has, yep.
1: So I'm interested to see how they end this, because I kind of know where they're going. I mean, the whole let, let's be fair, the whole theme of the show so far is like Geralt's supposed to find her. Yes. And they, they pretty much allude to that in every episode. And I just yes. wonder if that's how the first season's going to end or if that's going to spill over into season two.
0: Mike, if I had, well, I'm, I don't want to speculate
1: yeah i have i'm like i said I got two left i got seven and eight <clears throat> left to yeah. go so
0: they um they the, the 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 it tracks to me that they would be ending the season where the um short story collections end, but I'm not a hundred percent confident in that so
1: yeah i mean it's good it it's very high production like Yes, they put some money in this some yeah
0: sure. the i mean the c g i could be a little better, but I imagine um that will improve uh with the second season, yeah,
1: good on Henry Cable. he wanted yes. this role so bad and and you know what he didn't disappoint
0: I think you know between he and in this and Ryan Reynolds with Deadpool, it's proven that man if sometimes if you just give actors what they want. Really good things happen.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I I recently finally saw Joker, and I think Joaquin was 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 fucking born for that role. Yep. That movie. I have not
0: seen it yet, so I've, whole, I've heard good things though.
1: Holy shit! He kills that. That doesn't even feel like a comic book movie to me. Like not even at all. Not even a little. That movie is just. It is a. It's almost a documentary of a man's fall to madness. I mean, it is just stupendous movie. Um, also finished the Mandalorian. Everybody... I still
0: haven't even watched one episode of that.
1: Oh God!
0: I know, I know, but it's good. It's I,
1: really, it's I, really, good. it's Star Wars spaghetti western. It's so good.
0: Yeah, I I actually don't even haven't even signed up for Disney Plus yet.
1: Ah, man. It's it's really good. Um, they did a really excellent job with the final episode. So I'm very happy. And then they confirmed that they're doing season two in fall of 2020. Um, and then I watched The Irishman. That is an event. <laughs> that movie is three and a half hours long. It took a lot for me to watch that. I was wrapping Christmas presents while I was watching. It. <laughs> nice. <laughs>
2: Whew. I like how you're watching like films and high art and TV series and what did I watch on Netflix. It's the toys that made us.
1: Dude, nice. I watched all of that. dude. that, that, thing, was, is, that man, thing is beautiful. Every
2: season, I I need to watch the movies that made us, but the toys the that the made us made is us one are of the good best too. I think the, the thing is with the movies one, it's not going to hit the same because, yes, it's interesting uh, to to learn about it. But what I really like about the toys that made us was the fact that all these people you've never seen before have become these sort of like superstars. That like, oh, this is the guy that's done every model of the Millennium Falcon since they started making them. You know, like that's a fascinating position, and you'd never hear about that guy unless you're like super, super into the toy development side of things. And here's all these people just talking about, like, yeah, and the reason why wrestling toys exist.
1: The wrestling Uh, one, uh, Wombat. If you have not watched it yet, I haven't um,
0: watched. I've never watched that show.
1: Oh my god! The wrestling one is something you need to watch because not only does it go through the toys, it also goes through the history of Vince and Ted Turner. Oh,
0: nice.
2: Yeah. they have to because of how who had the toy rights and everything that that was, they actually did a really smart thing by making that the last episode of the newest season because of how much they have to go. Like that is the m- most twist and turns out of all of the, the episodes so far. And there's 12. Um Yeah. I really love that show. And it's just, it's so fascinating to learn about all the behind the scenes. I I really like the episode about, uh, the Power Rangers as well, because obviously that was something I would have been growing up with, but just how, um, how that came to be, like, I would have never known that Stan Lee had a role in the existence of Power Rangers, basically. Um... Yeah, that's a really good show. I got I've sucked into the new season of it. So, that's all I've watched on Netflix, so it took me a while cuz just have, being able to sit down and watch them. But...
1: I mean, those those things are super good. The movies that made us are good too, like the the Home Alone one is super interesting, but it's kind of funny because I, I I don't know. Um, I did the bundle with Disney Plus where you also get ESPN Plus. And I feel like I've had my fill of Vince McMahon for a while cuz I also mm-hmm. sat down yesterday and watched the uh, the 30 for 30 about the XFL. Oh, my oh, nice. <laughs> Like, that shit is so good. Like, 30 for th- I need to watch some more of them. There's one on there about Ric Flair. I need to watch that. Um, I
0: heard the Ric Flair one's excellent.
1: Yeah, the, the XFL one is excellent because you get to see, like, all the behind-the-scenes stuff of how that came to be and how bad they fucked it up. Well, I,
2: I mean... What I didn't realize, because I've never been... I realize I talk a lot about wrestling on this show, um, but I've never really fully been into it. I didn't realize he went on TV to announce he bought his competition.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. They did a simulcast. um, Crazy. Where um, he he came in at the beginning. The beginning of Raw and the beginning of Nitro were exactly the same. It was Vince McMahon saying that he had bought the company.
2: Oh, they show and, that in the in the in the Toys That Made Us, that whole segment. Yeah, and then
0: at the end of the and then at the end they tried to swerve you by saying, well, no, 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 actually Shane bought WCW and he's gonna take it over and run it like WCW and then uh bad things happened from there.
2: Yeah. Um and then they talk about was it the uh ECW?
0: Yep. Yeah,
2: they show they they talked about that. Like it is it is so fascinating because they had to talk about all these other things to talk about the toys and the history yeah. of wrestling toys. Um, yeah. I, if you have not watched that, I think it's it, it, not only is it a documentary, it is entertaining. Uh, like they know how to tell a story. Well, and I, I'm surprised they stepped away from it, but in the first two seasons, they would do, um, sort of reenactments of like certain meetings with actors and they removed that from the newest season, but it's uh, still really well done. I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't have any sort of acted out parts in the newest season because of how dense the material was. But uh, with my little pony, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which has a very touching ending, even though it's a little sad. Um, Uh, The
1: Ninja Turtles one was the most interesting to me because I didn't know a lot of that stuff that happened between Eastman and Laird?
2: Well, so I did because they separated and then I believe I can't, can't remember which one is which. I believe it's Eastman is the younger one, right?
1: Yeah, Eastman's yeah, definitely Eastman the I
2: believe one. went on to buy Heavy Metal. So, like that was his that's where he started working on once he left Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So, it's it is fascinating, but I didn't realize they hadn't talked for that much time. Yeah, That's they basically just, they
1: basically just stopped talking.
2: Um, yeah. So it's uh it's really fascinating on who they get to talk about it as uh, talk about this stuff as well. Um, but I I really do find it lovely that they took all these people that have m- made your childhood my childhood and actually got them to talk about it and it's just so weird that these people have been unknown for as long as they were. Um, But it's a great series. I recommend it to anyone. It, it, it's not a docu like it's a documentary, but it's entertaining, which is not something I could say about all documentaries. You don't have to like documentaries to enjoy the toys that made us or the movies that made us. Cause it's the same sort of, from my understanding. So,
1: yeah, it, it's, I mean, it's all good stuff. It's, it's really what I've spent a lot of time doing is catching up on things that I want to watch. I still want to watch, um, the, the the Ryan Reynolds Michael Bay movie on Netflix.
2: That's the my I walked in on a bit of that. It's Michael Bay.
1: I, that's kind of what I want. Every now and then, I kind of just I, want that.
2: But it it looks like Michael Bay, where he doesn't have to work off of a franchise everybody loves. I don't think it's based on anything. So that's when Michael Bay's <laughs> the best. I I can't deny that The Rock is an amazing movie.
1: I mean, The Rock is a. Goddamn cinematic classic! Great movie. What
2: happened to him? He vaporized.
1: Um, and then of course I saw the Star Wars, but I'm not going to talk saw, about I've it. Not seen that. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about it. Um, I have a lot to say about that movie, and maybe it maybe day in the future we can talk about that movie. But um, since there's no news and there's no new releases, I did put out a tweet. Thing that we were doing our last show of the decade, and ask if anybody had any. What's your What's your favorite game of the decade? Uh, obviously, mine's Overwatch. Do you guys Do you guys even have uh, an inkling of what you would pick as the best game of the decade? Your favorite game?
0: Uh, hold on a second, and I'll tell you.
1: Okay, Anthony. What about you, Any? Uh, I didn't thoughts? put a lot of thought in that. Um... I mean, it's easy for somebody like me who it, it's just that's the I, I mean, put I, put I the think i got the top.
0: answer, but yeah. So I. I would say I'm going to cheat and pick two (laughs) Nice. Um, and say the Witcher three.
1: That's a good, that's a lot of people's. Yeah.
0: And Skyrim.
1: Wow. Skyrim was in this decade, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. That's what What I had to check real quick. Okay. I remember if it came out in 2000. I thought it came out in 2011, but then my head started trying to play tricks on me. So
1: yeah, there's been, there's been a lot of games in this decade and a lot of really really good
2: games in this decade. It, it's rough for me cuz it's like I don't I don't necessarily judge games. It's it's a little bit easier in a year but a decade that's really hard for me to kind of put everything into some sort of order. Um cuz like if you're going to ask me how much like the most time I spent with a video game by far had to be Final Fantasy 15. Um, but I would argue that I was obsessed with Watch Dogs. I know that sounds really weird. Cause I will not say it's the greatest game ever, but I just was obsessed with it. Um, but I'd say something like Near Automata would be closer to Near Automata. And I have Hotline 2 that like stick out to me as why I like video games. Um, I don't think they could be in other mediums. Like, I just don't think they would translate as well. Um, Hama Miami was such a weird game to kind of just come out. I I mean, I've been following Cactus. um, I believe his name is what he used to go by, Cactus. Um, Sorry, I can't say their actual names. Yeah, Cactus. Um, Cactus Squid. I knew there was another part. He used to have a bunch of um, weird... Uh, little games like Mondo Medicals. Uh, he had a whole series called Mondo. So I, I'd followed him beforehand, but then Hotline Miami came out. And that is such a fascinating, super violent, had a message behind it to some extent, uh, really interesting way of telling a story. And I played that on PC. I played that on PlayStation Vita. Like I played that game a lot. So like in terms of indie games, that definitely sort of stole the decade for me in indie games, but like the game that I think of when I think of stories came from this year and that's, or not this year, but this decade is, is Nier Automata. And just how, how many, how many interesting ways you can tell a story through gameplay. Um That's probably the one I'd go to if you wanted a game that really represented what video games became in this decade, I'd probably tell you Nier Automata. So I suppose that's my answer. It's re- it's really hard for me to sort of just pick on the spot, but I, if I went through I that would still be near the top. So.
1: Just pick Overwatch and be done with it. It's, it's I'm not funny. picking
2: Overwatch. <laughs> I, I a game I own but have never played, because it came in a humble monthly bundle or whatever. That's good yeah. that you've never played it, because then you'd never
1: play any other video game. Either.
2: Yeah, that's I suppose.
1: <laughs> um but I did I did get some responses. Actually the first response Made me smile. It's from our friend Mike Futter. And he just says, thank you for allowing me to be a small part of this decade of N4G Radio. Love you guys. Oh
0: yeah, that was this decade, wasn't it? It was. And then he grew to eclipse this whole site.
1: Yeah, he went right for Game Informer and kind of was like, hey, yeah. he's the man. Um, he, he
0: grew up and the rest of us
1: we just stayed. still hammered. lost boys. We're fine uh squiffy <laughs> v2 says i haven't been listening for the last few years due to a headphone ban at work but i'm sure your production values are still high <laughs> <laughs> uh, favorite game of the decade is portal 2 brilliant single player and a co-op mode that's never been equaled or beaten to this day
2: see i totally forget like stuff like portal 2 which would have been oh my god that's closer to the beginning of this decade see that's the thing like so hard to choose i can't i can't sum up 10 years but he's got a good point and did anybody was like everybody on steam around that time
1: experiencing... i actually played portal
2: 2 on the 360 so do you remember how they an, sort of announced portal 2 though
1: yeah they announced it at the playstation thing where they yeah, did the, i mean uh... more
2: like how they were doing it on steam there was the potato sack bundle and it was a bunch of indie games and then some of those indie games all of a sudden had portal content you could find
1: well I mean Valve's then, always been good about cross promoting. But
2: that was the that was like the first time I remember that happening where it was just Oh, I'm playing the ball because it was part of this bundle and then you're all of a sudden one of the stages in the ball if you had played before it wasn't there, but then they added in a room that is a room from portal. Um Uh God, uh what's the game that's uh, wave based combat that's like against a bunch of undead stuff?
1: left for dead
2: no it's the one where you have to buy weapons between rounds
1: oh i know what you're talking about like the counter-strike yeah. kind of yes game. um yeah so i'm don't... having
2: that moment too but they had a they had a portal map all of a sudden and it was like oh and then all of a sudden it's like portal 2 that's that's how they kind of like hype that game up and that's just so interesting because they really haven't done anything since
1: Portal 2 was a phenomenal game. I remember playing through it two or three times, um, not just the single player, but also the co op with friends. And, like, that was a really good game. Uh, Broccoli says, Happy New Year, fellas. A game of the decade is near automata. Hey. There you go. Mark says, Happy New Year, guys. I've been listening for all of this decade and more, so here's to the next. Just picked up a PSVR, but struggling to get some Move controllers for it. Loving it so far. Yeah, Move controllers are surprisingly expensive. And
2: not they're not carried everywhere that sells VR, I find.
1: No, they're not. Um, I actually, when I got my PSVR, I made sure to get a bundle that had the Move controllers in it because I knew they were going to be, because I was pricing them separately, and they were stupid expensive.
2: I lucked out and had mine from the, the PlayStation. Movie. I mean, your
1: batteries are still okay in those things?
2: Yep. I oh. didn't use them enough. I mean, like, they... Just, Did they, they are they the, not white tur-
1: anymore? Are they yellow balls? <laughs> I no, those things I, I mean, got like, very dusty. I...
2: I uh, yeah, no, I don't have that issue, but I mean, like, my, even my Super Nintendo, which should have aged in time, is still gray, so... Did you get um, one of the new ones? Uh...
1: Eventually, eventually they made a um, a different plastic.
2: Not that I know of. Uh, I mean, it's the original sort of base model of it, so it's not like the Super Nintendo Mini. And no, 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 with, no, uh... no, 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 I've no, no, no. No, I understand what you're saying. Like, I, I, I'm just saying, like, it came with Mario World. So,
1: oh, if it was came with Mario World, then it probably was the original. Yeah, the yeah. the original plastic would like yellow. Yeah, I and mean, eventually it, they the, changed the plastic. It's the
2: chemical that stops it from catching on fire or whatever. Yeah, or yeah. Completely. Yeah.
1: Uh David says NBA 2K11, walking onto the court, um walking out onto the court to the Jordan Challenge, it gives me chills to this day. Every part of 2K may have gotten better minus the microtransactions, but nothing can compare to that moment. Its peak was is from North Carolina Michael Jordan.
2: I wish I had love for uh sports games um but it's always stuff like that, right? Like I wouldn't even jumping in, I wouldn't know to go to 2K11 specifically, but I'm glad that uh I'm glad that, that game still has a lot of love. I just the microtransactions weren't there.
1: Uh Dustin says Dark Souls.
2: That's not a bad pick either. Is, is, is Dark Souls really this
0: this decade? It feels it feels so Um
1: weird. Dark Souls I believe was Demon Souls was
0: No. Demon Souls was I think 2008
1: 2009. Yeah, and then Dark Souls was like 2011 2012 maybe. We'll see. We should definitely look that up.
0: I'm looking it up. Okay, Dark Souls. 2011.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought. 2000, 2011. Uh,
0: Demon Souls is
1: 2009.
2: All right. Yeah. Ryan still has needs... it
1: for the PS2. You don't even know. I
2: do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's just based on where I was in life. Like, I know that game released when I was working in this specific store that hasn't existed in like a decade. So it's one of those like trying to place myself... Uh, Where it was when Dark Souls came out It's like yeah that would have came out right as That store was closing
1: Holy shit Dark Souls would have came out A mere months before I found out my wife was pregnant
2: Oh The real Dark Souls
1: 2000 right 2009 And we found out Or no. no 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 Yeah no because He was born in 2010 so yeah I think we found out in October September October 2009 was a weird year. Uh, Jeremy says, here's my top ten in no particular order. Dark Souls. Diablo 3. Diablo 3 was, wow. Dragon's Dogma. Witcher 3. Zelda Breath of the Wild. Elite Dangerous. MGS5.
0: Elite Dangerous is a good one.
1: uh, God of War. Mario Kart 8. Mario 3D World, with honorable mentions, Rebel Galaxy, No Man's Sky, Final Fantasy 15, and uh, Near Automata. Been listening for almost a decade. Thanks, guys.
2: Nice. Uh, Super Mario 3D World um, is a game that I, when I started playing it, I was like, I don't know, like I've played 3D Land, and this just feels like a multiplayer version of that, and the further I got into that game, the better it got. So, um yeah that I mean that is definitely up there. It's just so weird cuz I don't think about the Wii U a lot cuz like Breath of the Wild could easily be on my list as well. So
0: Oh
1: yeah. Yeah, Breath of the Wild would definitely Witcher 3, Breath of the Wild.
2: <sighs>
1: I I'd argue that Diablo that, like, Breath... 3 is hard to say no to.
2: Breath of the Wild I feel like the next game that like the next Zelda game that takes from that is only going to get better. And I remember picking like Nier Automata as my game of the year that year because I can't see where they're going next with Nier. I mean, it's such a jump from the first Nier to this one, but uh, like with the next Zelda game, I know it's just going to rework all the little kinks out and be even better. So it's one of those, I'm not sure if I really want to sell down as saying like that Zelda game is my favorite game of the decade knowing that, like, the next game that comes out is just going to sort of fix all the little things and make me not like that game as much. That weird? Maybe that's a little I, weird, but it's just, like, I, I feel like that was, like, all the other Zelda games were working out the kinks of the last one, um, sometimes adding their own, but, like, it, it's just, like, I liked Wind Waker more than I liked Ocarina of Time. I liked... Sorry, I like. Wind Waker more than Majora's Mask, Majora's Mask more than Ocarina of Time because it slowly worked more and more towards something that I, more I would enjoy, anyways. And then I'll tell you one...
1: what—it's—it's it's crazy for me to say this, but I think the most disappointing announcement that happened this year, or maybe it was last year, was Breath of the Wild Two. And I know that sounds crazy, but I kind of wanted a different Zelda instead of following a direct sequel. Up. Yeah, because yeah. I, I know I'm in the minority, but I am not a fan of Majora's Mask. Um,
2: You're not in the minority. I think I, I think just suddenly be- people became vocal about it because I know I liked that game when it came out, and that's probably because I was a kid and being able to transform is cool. Uh, but um, I, I really liked that game just because the characters were so interesting and everybody had their own little life going on stuff. Um but I remember people hating that because of the time constraints. And then all of a sudden when the 3D remake was coming out, it was all of a sudden everybody's favorite game. the game. Uh, and then the same thing when Wind Waker HD came out. Another game I liked because of just the large exploration, the little islands and the little puzzles on it, that I hated at first when I saw the graphics, but when I played it, I loved it. Um, and then all of a sudden it was everybody's favorite Zelda game when it got announced on Wii U. Um Twilight Princess was the reverse where everybody loved it and I played it on the Wii and went
0: I did it's... not like Twilight Princess at all. But, but
2: but a lot of people were like, well, it's not Wind Waker, so it's so much better and I was like this game is a really long and I didn't feel like I cared for any of the characters in it. The game was kind of ugly at times. The monster design was cool, but like the people just did not look flattering at all and then also the HD remake was coming out and then it was not the greatest Zelda game of all time. Like, as um, you like, it's this weird, like, everything that was great is bad now, and everything that's bad is great.
1: Yeah, it, it happens, and and looking back at Twilight Princess, its biggest problem was its, like, 12-hour tutorial. Mm. Um, But if you manage to get into that game, I still think it has some of the best dungeons in oh, any I- game.
2: Agreed. I, I just... And and you know what? A big part of that is I only have to look at monsters. Um, But everything surrounding that, all the little fetch quests, I I did not find them enjoyable like I did in other games. And that's saying a lot because I didn't (laughs) find all the fetch quests in other games to be super enjoyable, but I found them to be horrible. In Twilight Princess, there's the one where you have to carry the hot water with you. And I was like, that's stupid and I hate this.
1: Can we just Uh, all agree that Skyward Sword was never good and will never be good. I I own it. I go <laughs> I need to play it and I go I hate the idea
2: of the story so much.
1: I'm oh, it's, it has it has the every problem, every Zelda game, like all, all of them in one game. Like the motion <sighs> yeah, controls not a that game at all. It shoehorned in is terrible. It has the twelve hour tutorial. Um, I've
2: heard it's longer than 12 hours
1: it, well I mean just the tutorial itself no. then you get tutorials for each item that you get because they're all motion controlled it's it's a bad I, mm. the
2: worst thing they ever did was give Link fish lips and like Twilight Princess he has those weird like just it's like I think just the upper lip is shown and then they did it in, in Skyward Sword as well it's just this awful design I hate it Never been good. I didn't like Spirit Tracks either, though. Like that's speaking of games people loved and I did not find enjoyable. Um, I did not find Spirit Tracks enjoyable. I preferred um, Phantom Hourglass,
1: even though you had to keep returning to
2: that same dungeon.
1: All right. Um, Dustin says Disco Elysium should be on your guys' short list of games to play for Game of the Year. And FYI, there's no combat, all dialogue, and it's great. Uh, received a Super NT for Christmas. What a great gift. Uh, I finished Greedfall and Slay the Spire, both hidden gems of 2019 and worth checking out. I never went back to Greedfall.
0: I heard Slay the Spire was good. That's um a card. Yeah, it's on Game, game
1: Pass right? too. So if you want to check it out, it's on Game Pass.
2: You said Greedfall wasn't really your style because you didn't really like the setting.
1: I'd, the setting was not for me, but like the thing that I think that game slipped up on... Was the fact that they didn't explain Like the story Like once I found out what the kind of premise of the story was I was more interested in playing it The Mm -hmm. whole going to the island full of crazy monsters To find a cure thing Like I find that super interesting But I just haven't had time To go back to it Um He says comparing Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order To Dark Souls is like comparing Battleborn to Overwatch I mean, I suppose. I mean, there are similarities there. But yes, Jedi Fallen Order has a lot of Metroid in it. It does. But it also has a lot of souls in it. It's got a little bit of everything. And you can't compare Battleborn to Overwatch because Overwatch is still alive and thriving. Battleborn got canceled. It's a dead game. Anyway. Uh, lock a man says hello gents hope you all had a good Christmas just a heartfelt thank you to all of you for your time and passion over the past decade and more talking about our shared love of gaming and food looking forward to listening to you all for another decade thanks Uh, and that is it that is our tweets that is that is 2019 and that is the decade of 2010 to 2020 wow I forgot.
2: Wonder Boy, The Dragon's Trap. How do oh, re- we. Masculine... Go. <laughs> I'm kidding. we go. kidding. I'm
1: kidding. I'm
2: <laughs> kidding. <laughs> I'm not going to put anything <laughs> through that.
1: <laughs> you know, that's another game I need to go back and finish? Is that Wonder Boy game that came out?
2: Uh, you're talking Monster Boy? Monster Boy, yeah, 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 yeah. Can I just say I love Wonder Boy, that game, too much?
1: I, I, mean? I played up to. I got the snake, and I, that... I haven't. Come that
2: game is so reliant on backtracking. And it's like, okay, there's there's a level where it becomes a bit too much. And I, I love that, but in small portions. Like, this game relies on it to a point where I just can't tell you it's my favorite of the series. Um, It's still good. I'm glad they made it. It's pretty. It just was like, okay. I don't want to have to keep traveling back and forth. And the same with like the Jedi Fallen Order. Like, a little bit of warping would, would go a long way. Yeah. But so... Obviously, that ruins that game entirely. Um, another game that I just want to call out for being one of the most interesting is the LEGO Dimensions. It's not because they were toys to life I could care less. Oh, yeah. That the fact, That's a good point. The fact that they took all of those franchises and made them work together is one of the most fascinating things I've ever seen
1: and, and, and
0: cohesively. I didn't think about that, but that's a good one.
2: It's, it's something that I, we won't see again. It just won't happen. Um, because it didn't really pay off for Lego dimensions. And I can't imagine anyone paying for all the licenses. Uh, it's never going to get remastered or re-released as like a complete bundle without the characters attached. um, which is disappointing because it's a game that I think a lot of people would enjoy. It's one of the best LEGO games, um, which we've had, God, way too many of in the last uh, two decades. (laughs) Um, So it's one of those ones that I figure I should call out because I just haven't seen anything like that before and we won't see anything like that this upcoming decade. So, I mean, with all hope we might,
0: but I doubt it.
1: But yeah, we want to... um... Wanna thank you guys all for listening. One hundred percent. We'll be back in the new year with our top ten lists of video games, disappointments, honorable mentions. So we can all argue about that game not being the best game of the year.
2: Jay gets his own show. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um but no, it's it's been a good year, it's been a good decade. Um it's exciting that it's console time in 2020. We'll see two brand new machines, which will bring with it the, the next generation of video games. That's always exciting. Um, but that's it for us in the year in the year of our Lord 2019. That means
2: everybody that's listening has a week to work on their top ten list. That's
1: true. That's true. You got to come up with your top ten games of 2019. And I will say that I started writing my list, and wow, what a year
2: yeah i I have like the list of stuff that I've played, and I go, all right, there's some of these are easily written off, and then others like it's stuff like days gone where I enjoyed what I enjoyed so much, but the problems with the game took away from it, where I don't know if it'll end up on my list or not it's it's very weird because it's like this year was so so good do I overlook faults for stuff I really enjoyed in one area or do I you know save a spot for the game I enjoyed overall more but not nearly as much in any certain aspect
1: should ah. be fun time but that's it for us in 2019 in very different. it's over
2: we can, it's over we can, we,
1: can, we can count down to 2020 2020 in the hoes, it's the 20s, y'all. Peace. Alrighty, and it goes something like this. Epic fail. Welcome
0: to the N4G ba
1: This is going to be a very interesting episode. Gather yeah. time.
0: Greetings, programs. I got lost trying to find my way to the secret underground N4G radio lair. The
1: wall's back.
0: And... Oh, it's the king. Killer Play games, not hot balls.
1: No bad boys allowed. Uh, and, then, uh, and then I killed the
0: dragon. And then 8. I killed, killed the dragon.